This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, November 4th, and let's talk about the weather forecast. Today's situation is evolving just as predicted. A strong atmospheric river of water vapor is moving eastward across our region. So the water vapor is moving from west to east. And as it rises over the local terrain, it's producing heavy rain, many inches over the western side of the Cascades and Olympics. Some stations have already received three to five inches, and we are not done, not nearly. The freezing level with this atmospheric river is very high, around 10,000 feet, and thus most of the mountains are getting rain, not snow. Last night, cold air was able to hold on the pass as the precipitation came in, resulting in snow and freezing rain that caused so many accidents that Snoqualmie Pass was closed down for a while. This threat is now over, but it will return. Now, with three to eight inches of rain forecast to fall in the mountains, several rivers, such as the Snoqualmie, could and probably will flood. That's the latest forecast of the River Forecast Center in Portland. There is also some concern that with all this heavy precipitation, there could be debris flows in areas burned by wildfires. So the debris left by the wildfires could be entrained by the water and costs uh, debris flows or slides. Now, this is step one of the event. Step two occurs on Saturday. A strong cold front will move through the region on Saturday, and as a result, the freezing level will plunge downward, and snow will return to the mountains in a bountiful way. So you should expect trouble on the passes on Saturday. Be careful. Now, The rain will back off in the lowlands after the front passes, and temperatures in the lowlands near sea level will drop back down into the 40s. It's it's over 50 right now. Step three, that's late Sunday and Monday. A low center will move southward along the Pacific coast and then park off of the central and southern Washington coast. Now, as the low goes south, and there's an upper-level trough associated with it, cold air will surge southward into British Columbia, really cold air, Arctic air. And then some of this cold air will push out, jet out into western Washington through the Fraser River Valley, which is a near-sea-level gap through the Cascades. Bellingham, the San Juans, and the northeast side of the Olympics will get windy and cold. And I think that there will be snow there on Monday. Expect, I think, the heaviest mounts will be on the upslope side, the northeast side of the Olympics. Now, the latest model forecast suggests that very light snow could fall over other areas of western Washington, particularly to the southeast of the Olympics, and perhaps in a Puget Sound convergence zone if a strong one forms in Puget Sound. We'll have to get much closer to the prediction time uh, to 
to understand whether these threats are going are to work out in the rest of Western Washington. So one thing we can be certain of, temperatures next week will be way below normal, 10 to 15 degree normal in, in many locations. And we are really in the reverse of the situation in September and early October when we are warmer than normal. Strangely enough, if you average both of these together, uh, we're going to come, up, come out near normal. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time. This podcast is going to be about some of the local issues regarding snow forecasting here in Washington State. Now, let me be honest. Forecasting snow is extraordinarily difficult in a region like ours because terrain and land water contrasts produce all kinds of complex local effects that can help or hurt the potential for snow. Snow forecasting is probably the most difficult thing that meteorologists do. Now, the biggest issue, of course, with our snow forecasting is the Pacific Ocean, which is relatively warm, about 50 degrees year-round. Now, since winds in our latitude and in our region are generally from the west, that means from off the ocean, it is generally too warm in the lower atmosphere to get snow at low levels west of the Cascade Crest. Up in the mountains where it's colder, you can get lots of snow, more snow than any other place in the world. But the lowlands, is they're a different story. Now, eastern Washington, which has the Great Wall of the Cascades that blocks the marine influence, is much more likely to, to experience snow during the winter than the western side. Now, the Cascades and Rockies really provide a substantial block of cold air from the continental interior from reaching the coastal zone west of the Cascades. And that's the way it is. No wonder snow is rare in western Washington and Oregon. So to get snow on the west side, we need to stop the onshore flow of warm air from off the ocean and replace it with cool, offshore-directed, easterly flow from the interior. And there is a proven way to do this. And a modified version of this will occur later this weekend and early next week. One starts with cold air in the interior of the, of the continent, east of the Rockies, something that's usually available by sometime in November. And now we need something that will help bring it in. What is generally going on is an upper-level trough of low pressure moves south out of Alaska, and with it, a reflection is a surface low center that moves southward down the coast. Behind the upper-level trough, cold air and high pressure moves into 
British Columbia, and and this occurs through lower level, level lower elevation gaps in the Rockies. The Rockies are not uniform, so cold air pushes into the interior of British Columbia. That's the next stage. Now, as the upper level trough moves southward, its associated low level low or trough moves to the central Washington coast or the southern Washington coast. And when it does that, a pressure difference is set up between cold high pressure in the interior of British Columbia and low pressure along the coast. And this difference in pressure, high pressure in the interior, low pressure near the coast, caused the winds to reverse to offshore or offshore directed, cutting off the warm ocean air. Well, that's good if you like snow, but we still have a problem here. The Cascades generally block the coldest air in the interior of the continent from making it over, the, over that barrier. And so the air that comes across may not be quite cold enough for snow. Another issue is as the air descends on the western slopes of the Cascades, it's compressed and warms. So that's bad too. But there is a way. The Cascades do have some low-level gaps that can allow primo cold air to move east, uh, westward. One is the Fraser River Valley, and the other is the Columbia Gorge. Cold air can accelerate down these gaps between the high pressure in the interior and the lower pressure on the coast. And when the cold air moves southwestward in the Fraser River Valley, Bellingham can get be hit by cold, blizzard-like conditions in northeasterly flow. And the cold air then can not only make it cold around Bellingham, but over the, but it can get to San Juans. And then as the air hits the Olympics, it can be forced to rise, producing snow on the northeast side of the barrier in places like Port Townsend, uh, Squim, and Port Angeles. Some of this cold air can also move southward into Puget Sound if things are right. This situation will happen in a modified way on Sunday through Tuesday. So watch out. Cold air can also move westward through the Columbia Gorge, but that's a narrower gorge, so it doesn't you can't get as much cold air. But that but it can bring enough cold air to bring snow or freezing rain to Portland and the northern Willamette Valley. Now if the air over the interior is really cold, and I'm not sure we'll have it that cold this time, then, and this generally happens later in the season, even air crossing the Cascades and descending the mountains can be cold enough to snow. Finally, there is another way to get snow in marginal situations, when there is a band of heavy precipitation. Heavy precipitation can bring down the freezing and snow levels. Now, I want you to remember that the freezing level is the altitude at which air drops to 32 degrees when you're moving upwards. Okay, so above the, above the freezing level, the temperatures are below freezing. Now, since snow falling into warmer air does not melt immediately, the snow level, the level in which all the snow is melted, can be as much as 1,000 feet below the freezing level. So keep that in mind. Heavy precipitation can drive the freezing and snow levels down to the surface. Why? Because when precipitation falls into air, 
that is warmer and drier, you have evaporation precipitation, which causes cooling, and the snow melts. It takes energy to melt that snow, and that cools as well. Now, one way to get heavy precipitation here in western Washington is through the Puget Sound Convergence Zone, in which air converges over Puget Sound after passing around the Olympics, and then the air converges and is forced to rise, producing a band of heavy precipitation. Such precipitation can cool the air enough to get a narrow band, perhaps 10 miles wide, of snow. It's happened before. As an example, it really happened in 1990. I remember that one. Now, some models suggest that such a convergence zone could happen in the next few days. Finally, let's not neglect eastern Washington. They have their local snow, snow effects. Uh, one example is when heavy snow can fall on the eastern side of the Cascades during upslope, easterly flow. And that often happens when high pressure pushes south, the air gets pushed up on the mountains, and you can get a band of heavy snow on the eastern side of the Cascades. You can see that forecasting snow in the northwest, and especially the west side, is not for the faint of heart. And it is clearly the most difficult forecasting problem here for Northwest meteorologists. Thanks for listening.